and uh, this is our State of the Assembly address. Uh, we uh, do this, uh, we, um, by the way, for the folks on the internet, you're welcome, and uh, we're glad that you're there. Uh, for the folks in the room, by the way, don't forget about the offering box. It's in the backpack there, and I know we, we tend to uh, kind of overlook that on, on a day like this, and uh, I don't want to do that um, as well, okay? Um, we started, uh, we're an incorporated uh, corporation here in the state of Arizona, and one of the requirements is that you have a, have a board meeting, of a, of a membership meeting, so we were using that, and I was like, you know, we don't follow a lot of that stuff in just in our thinking, but it is good to stop and to sit as a congregation and to review the books and to review what happened the year before and then to look at some ideas and some things moving forward. Uh, by the way, come over to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And I thought about trying to figure out how to do this and how to put this in play so that I could, so we started doing it after church. We'd have church and then we'd sit to do after. And then, I don't know, what is there, like 60, 65 of us? Everybody would leave but 30. And then we would have decisions to be made so the 30 made the decisions and then the other 35 that left got mad because they weren't involved in the decisions and I frankly told them I said well you left you should have stayed so the problem's on you not on us and if you don't like the decisions there's the door I was a little rough with them back then I'm a little easier today you know because I just you know you have it so far you know then we had a gentleman who Wanted to be a part of everything, but he was a winter visitor. He got mad because we were doing stuff over the summer and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know what, dude? Be a regular. Don't be a, you know, this is before streaming, so everybody can tap in, you know. So I decided, I saw this idea on some of the other guys back east. I was like, you know what, I like this idea of having it during this hour because then I have your attention for the 45 minutes or so here and we can do this together, and then usually we've always had pizza or something afterwards so that everybody can, uh, can stick around and talk and, and complain, I mean, and talk and, and fellowship and everything, and uh, we do that. So this morning, um, we're, we're, it, this is a, a meeting, if you will, so if you have questions or something and they're relevant to what we're talking about, then uh, please raise your hand, be orderly, and then we'll, we can answer them and deal with them, okay? All right, Second, P, Second Corinthians chapter 4, if you will. Um, as we begin to look back at 2019 and we look forward to 2020, we have, by the way, 2020, a new decade started. The roaring 20s, here we come, you know? And uh, as we begin to, to make some plans for the next 10 years, uh, dad always, I grew up, dad always said, the Lord can come back at any moment, but you better be planning. He's going he's to be delayed a little longer. So always make a 10-year plan and a 20-year plan and a 100-year plan. I'm like, well, make 100. He goes, but if you plan in it, at least you're thinking about it. And you know what they always say, the first time the shot's fired in the battle, the plan goes out the window. I understand that, but there's some things in the list here as we get down in it we want to look at. So I hope that you will, you know, enjoy, catch what we're trying to do, be a part of the work of the ministry uh, and in the areas that you can be and so forth. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4 verse 1 and 2 is kind of, is, is our ministry verse. He says here, therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. 
but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. That's what we're about. We have a ministry. We're not going to faint, you know, give up, quit. There's plenty of times when, you, you know, I'll be honest with you, there are plenty of nights I sit there and go, I am done. I could go drive a school bus and a much different, you know, blah, you know, I could go do this. I could go do that. I come back from hunting and I sit there and I go, why am I back in the noise? I'd, I'd rather be in the cabin in the hill with the silence, you know. But we, you don't, you, you have those moments of, of trepidation like that, but you don't what? You don't quit. We don't faint, you know, bigger picture, what's going on and so forth. We don't come along and use dishonesty. Verse 2. We renounce the hidden things of dishonesty. We don't do this. We renounce it. Um, I've always said, the guys on the board, we're going to introduce them here in a minute. I think Greg's next door. Greg, if you're next door, if you could come over here for a minute. Um, I tell the guys, you know, if somebody says, Rick, I want to see the financials for the last year, we're going to bring them up and show you. We're not hiding in, We're not hiding things. I don't have a new fancy house down in, in the Lucinda's Hill area behind the gated community, okay? I don't have, no, here's what it is, okay? And the reason for that is, is this verse, the issue of dishonesty. We're not going to do that. We're not going to walk in craftiness. I'm not going to tell you we're going to do something over here to get you to come and so forth. What are we going to do? We're going to, the manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves, we're going to let the truth be why you're here. Okay, not because of a program. Now, we have programs. There's nothing wrong with it. We're going to talk about some here that I'd like to see get started and doing and going, some small group stuff. But, see, we don't have that as the trigger. We have that as the result of the truth working in us, and we get over. You guys follow that, right? Okay, so we're not going to mishandle the Word of God, not handling the Word of God to see. That's not right. That issue there about handling the word of God deceitfully, that's the issue of not rightly dividing the word of truth. We, you, I, Nick, and, Nick and Susie, I look around the room. Nick and Susie are the last, you guys are the last of the original group? Here, I think so, yeah. And um, from the living room even, yeah. And Nick and I always said, or Nick would say to me, if everybody leaves, it's me and you in your living room. <laughs> I go, okay. <laughs> At least I got one to talk. Well, two, my wife will be there. She better be there, <laughs> you know. And we're not going to change what we're doing. We commend the truth to you. If the truth commends itself to you, we want you to be here, participate, be a part of the work of the ministry. That's very clear. First Timothy chapter 3 with me. First Timothy chapter 3. As we've studied over the years about the local assembly, how the work of ministry, how the work is to get done is in a local ministry. You can do a lot of things on your own. You're supposed to. You're an ambassador. But when you talk about the work of ministry, you've got 1 Timothy 3. Just flip back to Ephesians 4 real quick. Ephesians 4. See, I can start teaching and we'll never get through the other, but that's okay. Uh, Ephesians 4, Ephesians 4, look at verse 12. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. The the perfecting of the saints, the saints are the ones doing the work of the ministry. In 
he's talking to the local church there at Ephesus. 1 Timothy 3, verse 15. When we've studied in the past the issues of the local church and so forth, we've looked at this, these verses in great detail. I just bring them up into your thinking as we move this morning. But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of God, of the living God, and the pillar and the ground of truth. Up to this point, Paul's been talking about the verse 1. He's been talking about the qualifications of if a man desire the office of a bishop. Verse 8, likewise must the deacons be grave. So he's been talking about the offices, the function, the roles in the local assembly. He just got done talking about the roles of the men and the women. Then he hones in on the leadership. And now in verse 15, he talks to the congregation, to the group. And he says, your job as a group, is the, verse 15, is to be the pillar and the ground of the truth. Now, real quick, Philippians chapter 1. Hold on to Timothy just for the second here. Philippians, well, you know, yeah. No, just go back to Timothy. Let's just do the verse, okay? 1 Timothy 3, verse 15. The church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of the truth. Now, the church isn't the facilities. These are wonderful facilities. We did something wonderful in 2019. We paid off the property. We're debt-free, and that, okay? That's a wonderful thing to leave to the next generation, to leave to the young folks coming on. That's a wonderful thing that they don't have to worry about a mortgage debt. Now, if we get so big that we have to move, then we can sell the place and we can use all the money on the new, right? That's how you think about that, right? But we're not going to do that until the young people say, hey, we need to do that because we're all old. Those of us who are older and moving on, you know, they have to take on that responsibility of doing what? Taking care of the debt, okay? And, and I'm not going to... I'm not going to do to them what others do to them, and that's load up a bunch of debt on them, okay? But we're the pillar and the ground of the truth. In this community, in the state of Arizona, in the Southwest, we are the pillar. What does a pillar do? It holds it up, doesn't it? It holds up the truth. It says, truth is here. Big neon lights. You know, we, I went into Vegas one time years ago. Uh, years ago, oh my goodness. Whew, that was a long time ago. And, and even the Motel 6 had a flashing neon light, you know. Here, 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 here. What do we do? We hold the truth up. Here it is. You want to know where the truth is? Here it is. We stand for the truth. We're the ground. The ground is what holds that pillar up. And if we're holding the pillar up and we're producing the, and we're pronouncing the truth and we're standing for the truth and we're not doing the dishonest stuff and we're maintaining and commending the truth to every man's conscience, then we'll take care of the ground. The ground will instantly be taken care of, and it'll be, remain stable and maintained. And then, obviously, the truth. The Word of God rightly divided. And that's the component there, the truth. Now, that's the local assembly. Within the local assembly, come over to Philippians 1, are offices. Okay? And the offices of the bishop and the office of the deacon. Chapter 3 there of 1 Timothy. The wonderful thing about 1 Timothy 3, 1, it says, if a man desires the office, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not someone who saw a calling and got an urge and got this little spiritual ditty to come and be a preacher and to be a, okay? 
I, I saw a need, we needed the need, and boom, we did the need. Okay, we filled the need, all right? But the thing of it is, is there are offices, and there is a desire to be there. Philippians 1, notice, if you will, verse 1. He says, Paul and T Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi with the bishops and deacons. So the out of the congregation comes who? Those offices, the bishops and the deacons. So back in the early days, uh, we were sitting back in 2008, and we rewrote our bylaws. We rewrote our constitution. And in the, in the section, Article 5, by the way, if you want one of these, just email me and I'll email it to you. You can see it. It says, Southwest Bible Fellowship is a board-led assembly. In other words, we have organization, okay, who, whose principles and operations and authority are based upon the pattern set forth for the church in Scripture. These guidelines describe how we operate under the authority of the Word of God. So we have a board. So the board members at the current situation uh, are uh, Bruce Berry. Please stand up, sir. We have Bruce Berry. We have Mark Regester. We have James Vela. I was looking for James. Then we have Brian Steiner. And we have Greg Shoup as well. Now, Greg is part of the budget committee. He doesn't technically sit on the board until, until now. Okay? And, but Greg is involved in, in things and so forth, okay? So these are your board guys. Guys, go ahead and sit down, all right? These guys came on. I look back. I think, I think the, they, uh, Bruce, you came on at the very beginning, didn't you? And just over the years, we have a three-year term whenever Pastor Rick remembers. <laughs> I had to go back to look because they're supposed to be re-voted on every three years, and, and I don't forget. I forget. And the next thing, so if you guys are good with the board as it sits, what do you say? Yay or nay? Yay. Yay. Okay. All right. We're good. So you guys are all good. Because literally everybody was, I was sitting there going, oh my goodness, I haven't done anything. With that, and in the board, we have meetings every third Sunday. You're welcome. They're open. You can sit. Uh, for some of you, you sat last week uh, at the year-end meeting or last earlier in the month, that was our longest one, went almost two hours. That's because we're doing, we're closing 2019, getting things. I run the meetings. I'm the chairman of the board. I tried years ago to have somebody else be the chairman on the board. It didn't fly. Okay, so, but uh, we have a treasurer, uh, Brian Steiner and and Bruce are the uh, are the treasurers. They get it. They work it done and so forth. So if you have ever have any financial questions, you go see those two guys. They can answer and help you out, okay? Um, in the board meetings over the last year, we've been talking about, just kind of off and on, on bringing in some of the younger men. Now, again, the issue for me with wanting to be on the board, first I'll ask you, okay, hey, are you interested in being on the board? Yay or nay? Okay, then we talk about you at the board meetings, okay? And that's usually a lot of you have been nays, so I'm just saying. I'm just kidding. Some have come and expressed interest to be on the board. And again, it's an issue of desire because it's a commitment. One, it's understanding what leadership is. We live in the age of grace, but being in leadership, uh-uh. You're under the microscope 24-7. People watch you. They look at you. They look around. Why aren't you here? What's going on? Why? Because you're in leadership. You're in that role, okay? 
And as unfair as you may think it is, that's the role. So this morning, we're going to look at two guys to add to the board, okay? One is Greg Shoup, because Greg's worked with us now in the budget committee role for what, the last three years? Okay, step out here and answer me. Okay, so he, he expressed no interest to be on the board, but yet he sits with us on the board. <laughs> so I wanna, I'm going to nominate Greg. We can get a second, then Greg's going to be added officially to the board as a board member. Okay, do I have a second? Oh, we got a second, we got a no, we got a yay. What do you guys say? Hey, folks, this is how it's parliamentary, okay? Then in that, so Greg, you're now officially on the board and you can't say nothing about it. <laughs> okay, all right, okay, there, there you go. Yeah, exactly. As you can see, not many noble, not many wise, <laughs> okay? <laughs> all right, the other issue that we've talked about has been in our board meeting and uh, in our agenda has been bringing in younger men because we're starting to age and getting them involved in the ministry. And um, I, my son, Ricky, is interested in being on the board. He came, talked to me. Um, he is an adult. He's on his own man. And he sits in with us every now and then. He's in, an integral part, really, in doing the work of the ministry. So he expressed a desire to be on the board. So I'm going to bring Ricky to you. He, he's hiding, and that's okay, because... He's right there. That's okay. So we need a what? All right. So we got seconds. You guys? All right. Okay. Ricky, you're on the board. Okay. All right. So we, so that's how, by the way, that's how we do meetings on the board meeting. What do you guys think? All right. Let's kick it around. Okay. All right. So having said that, then when you look at your agenda, we have the board members that there and we have the new board members brought in. That, now I'll ask the question. Is there anyone in here that is interested in being on the board? Then you just need to whisper in my ear, okay? Because it is a thing of desire. Uh, and again, meeting, doing the work of the ministry, leading the singing, teaching the kids, doing, you know, picking up the garbage, doesn't mean you have to be on the board because it's a role. It's a leadership role. But by the way, we still need the garbage picked up, okay? <laughs> But the thing of it is, is you're, you're moving from a service to a, a role in the service, a little more official, if you will, okay? All right, so if you're interested in being on the board, you just let me know, and then um, that, because you have to express that to me. I don't read minds. Um, I don't take attendance. You have to desire to be that, and then we'll, we'll love to have you be a part of that committee and that decision-making functions that we have, okay? Any questions about that? All right? By the way, when we did our Constitution, uh, there was great conversation about being pastor-led rather than board-led. And I kind of bowed my back about it because what if the pastor goes down the wrong road? Somebody's got to be able to tell him to shut up. <laughs> and so, you know, the board, so that tends to, and, and Paul talks about in Acts 14, in his model, ministry model of seeing people get saved, getting them edified, and then getting them established, and it's always with bishops and deacons and elders and, and leadership, and it's plural, plurality, not singular, okay? So that's why we did that, okay? Any questions about that? Again, if you do, just holler at me, all right? 
Okay, come on over with me then to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Number next on, on, our, on our agenda is a review of the financials from 2019. And then that second sheet there uh, that you have in the handout is the estimated monthly expenses. We're going to go down through them. Uh, Brian is here. If we have some questions, we can talk with him. He can, he can hear us and, and he can help. But what, what I really wanted to do with you, and, and this is the offering box. This is where the money meets the road, okay? You guys didn't catch that, did you? Oh, yeah, you guys okay? It's just Sunday morning. Come on. Well, did you hear the one about, eh, see, now I got everybody's attention, don't I? 2 Corinthians chapter number 9 and verse number 7, Every man according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And that's really the attitude, the purposed heart and the cheerfulness in it. By the way, that cheerfulness, that Greek word there, is where the word happy hour comes from. So it's a happy hour. You know, what do you do? And nothing's half priced. <laughs> it's all full priced. But what do you do? Happy hour, a happy time, an exciting time, a cheerful time. Okay? That's the goal. That's the idea. Come back up into chapter 8 here, just real quickly. Money, unfortunately, is what makes the world go around. And by the way, it's been that way since Adam and Eve since the days of the garden and the early days of creation. God has made money and commerce. When you read in, in Genesis 4 there with Cain and they begin to build the, the, the society, money is a driving force in that because it's how we value things and how we look at things. Growing up, I used to hear the stories. My great-grandfather was a, was a doctor, Dr. Peters. And he worked down in the Panama Canal area with the small fever and the yellow fever and all the fevers that were going on. But in Mobile, he used to go across the bay in a little boat, and he'd come back with chickens and pigs and corn. He did his doctoring. That's how he got paid, because money was, was, was scarce, if not useless, back then. But the issue with it is how you value things. Now, so how do you value here? Okay, that's what we're doing here the work of the ministry. Well, look at chapter 8 and verse number 1. Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. When he talks there about the grace of God bestowed on the churches at Macedonia, he's talking about the issue of giving. He's not talking about the grace message, but within that message, this issue here of giving. How that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty should... Uh, abounded under the riches of their liberality. Again, liberality, giving, finances. For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves. The folks at Macedonia were in deep poverty. They were in a situation. They're begging Paul to take the gift, the giving. Verse 5, as this they did, not as we hoped, but first did what? Gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. Insomuch that we desired Titus that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you, Corinthians, the same grace also. So at Corinth, wealthy church, they were having issues about giving to the poor saints. The Macedonians were begging them. They didn't have a problem because what did they understand? Well, look, we're partaking of the benefits. They, they sold out for Jesus because that was their program. So we've got to go help them in the carnal things. They understood the doctrine. This is what it meant to them. 
Paul tells these folks, hey, you guys are so poor, you don't have money to pay the light bill. Pay the light bill, and then we'll figure And they're like, no, we'll worry about the lights later. We got candles. We need you to be taken care of, and so forth. You go read Philippians, the fellowship of the gospel. It's all the money. My point in this is motivation. The first thing they did was gave themselves to the Lord. How valuable is this work of ministry to you? I know how valuable it is to me. The first five years, I paid all the bills. We were doing it. We were going. We were just getting started. Nick and I would look at each other and go, well, you know, we'll pay the bills. We paid the little rent on the room there at La Quinta. Why? Because we know what we're doing, what we need to get done. So when you look at the, the bills, the, the, the financial statement here, if you look at that estimated monthly, but I want you to go all the way to the bottom because there's a total giving and total expense there, okay? Total giving and the total expenses. You see it's a little upside down and kind of negative. And you go, oh my goodness, how could you bleed so bad? Well, you need to remember what we were doing last year. We were paying off the building, weren't we? So going out of 2018, we had a great, tremendous gift, which ble- and then we paid the bill in 2019. Okay? Follow that? So then we had that $43,000 left, so we had a great giving there, gift there, and then we paid that. So don't let those numbers mess you up, (laughs) okay? So we're not in the whole $86,000. Rather, if you look right above that, the ending checking account balances were to the good at $78,000 at the end of the year. We're not there any longer because of bills and so forth, okay? Follow that? So when you look at that, you know, boom. Yes, sir. Uh Uh-huh. No, it's not. It wasn't. It was just a savings account that we set up years ago to keep, to have a reserve account, a rainy day fund. Yeah. It's not designed to make money. Um, We're not in the making money business. But I can't get to it if we need it. That was the thing. When, when Nick and I, actually Nick and I set this up way back there. We, I, we, I talked to the banker and he says, if you want liquidity, you got to be here. Because if, if something happens and we need the 40K, I got to be able to go, we, got, I, we have to be able to go get it. And you can't do that if it's stuck in a CD. And by the way, none of their interest rates make anything anymore. Yeah, but I don't want to do that. It's, it's not about making money. Well, yeah, I understand. you just take the hit. Yeah, I got that. I understand that. But for ease of movement back and forth, we just left it in the money market. Okay? Put it in a shoebox at Joel's house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Any other, anything? Yes, sir. No, sir. We do not. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. We can, yes. Okay. Something we can investigate. We just, we don't know anything about that. I don't. So, 
It's like, okay, and then there's the, the tax issues and stuff like that. I know nothing about that stuff. So I just know what I was told 20 years ago, and that's what we've been doing. So, okay. Again, we're, we're not ob objecting to making money, but that's not the goal, you know, and so forth. And it is the, the people leaving stuff is a good issue to have to think about. It really is, okay? Brian and them will make a note of that. We'll, we can get moving that. All right? Okay, let's go down through the expenses here just quickly. And, and again, the goal here, this is estimated monthly. Don't look at the yearly. The yearly is just kind of an idea. Um, my compensation package is there. Um, so you guys do pay me. I still have to work at the bus yard. Um, unfortunately, that's just the nature of uh, the business and everything um, will get there eventually and uh, we're trying on on a personal side we're trying to make some changes about how we do some things the kids are getting older and you'd think they'd move out and the bills would go away but they don't for some reason so so anyway so that's just so you know this year we built in the november conference um, because we've had that now for the last couple years and we've got an idea of what that's going to cost uh, electricity there you see that um, obviously in the winter we're saving the bank and then on the summer we spend the bank out okay so just understand that the water the sewer that's the city of Tempe the green grass that you're enjoying out there that's what that's what we're coming by the way on that electricity I just got the APS it's like hundred and something dollars for this room and forty dollars for next door but that's right now in the winter time this room's about 500 bucks I mean summertime it's about five hundred dollars and then that over there runs in the 200. See, so you got this flux that happens, okay? Uh, the media, uh, we kind of work, trying to work on getting a more accurate on that. That's Cox, that's the Dropbox, that's, that's all the computer stuff in Ricky's room over here. SoundCloud, that's the podcast people and so forth. This is stuff that we're paying for on a yearly basis and we just kind of bounce it out over the month, okay? Uh, supplies, that's pretty straightforward. Property repairs, we're going to talk about that here in just a minute. Uh, landscaping, we built in. Brian and Milka, they do it. They don't charge the church anything, but we needed to know what it is on a monthly in case something happens to them. That way we built into the budget them to replace them if something were to happen, okay? Um, and then charity there, sometimes folks come and say, hey, can you help us? Uh, we only do this on an internal basis. My phone, I have messages probably weekly, monthly, of, hey, do you guys help with rent, and blah, blah, blah. We don't, unless you're one of us. So if one of you says, hey, I need some help, and you come and you make it known to us, again, we don't read minds, then we'll help you out as much as we can, and we'll, we'll work down through that, okay? So those numbers are not set in stone, except for my pay. My pay. Everything else is very flexible. Some months we have none. We ha well, we haven't had charity given. We did it, what, one month last year, I think, maybe two. Other than that, the other ten, we did nothing. So that money, you know, it just, uh, it's just a guideline to say, hey, this is where we're at, okay? Um, if you want to see the spreadsheet for the year, I have it here. You'll need a magnifying glass because I tried to get it on one page. But you're welcome to look it over. And again, when, the, when you come in and the ACs are running and everything, but we lost one during the year, um, that's an $8,000 hit. It's 
just what it is. You don't know that unless we tell you, obviously, but we, we do that, okay? I will remind you in, the, in our Constitution, the board can spend up to $15,000 before having to get your approval. Now, we did that back then because we knew we were going to be buying a building and, and so forth, and we didn't want to have to come run back for a $500 okay, okay? A lot of that is just so to keep it from getting bogged down. When that AC unit went out, we had to get it fixed. I don't have time to call a meeting and get three quarters of you to vote, you know, all that stuff. We got to get it fixed. So that's why we gave that buffer. We don't do anything big unless you guys know about it, okay? You really, we don't. And that usually comes out in an email and so forth, okay? Um, I will tell you that we just bought a new video camera for the back, uh, for the streaming and everything to get into the HD world and get off of the analog stuff so you'll see those changes we're, we're very aware of some of the internet stuff we do as much free stuff as we can some things we just gotta pay for okay all right any questions or anything like that yes sir the boards that's what we're gonna talk about that's a piece of what we're gonna talk about okay all right anything on the um, money Money, money, money. Money's a touchy subject. I like talking about it. I think it's fun because it's how you value. What do you value? How you doing? What do you, how do you think about things? Okay? I've always told the guys that if the money ever got short, obviously the first thing on the list that goes away is paying me because that's the big chunk. And we keep the doors open and we keep the ministry rolling. Okay? But I would love to be full-time. You don't have, you have no clue. When I get two weeks off from school, I don't get anything done at home. I'm here working, trying to get stuff done here. I would love to be just free of it, but um, it's just, it is what it is. So, okay. All right. Next item then, if you guys are good, ministry expansion. Let's talk about a couple things and then we'll kind of keep the morning moving here so we don't drag it along. Um, the, the, let's talk about the small group side there since we brought that up, uh, the boards uh, um, and so forth. Um, we, in this, and we got a couple outreach boards. Actually, we got four of them and to go to the swap meets and stuff with their, their quizzes and everything. So we're going to get those developed and fixed. I finally got, you put questions on the top and you put answers and they get to check. It's a game. And all you're trying to do is catch people to stop to slow them down enough so you can talk to them. The thing of it is, is when we go to the swap meet, we don't have a lot of kids. The games are geared for the kids. Because if you stop the kids, who, who else is going to stop? Mom and dad, okay? So what I need from you guys is some help to get local things that are going on. Like they just had Queen Creek, Queen Creek Days and stuff, little where kids are going to be at, and things like that, okay? So if you find out, uh, we um, out in the east, they have the Lost Dutchman days, just as an illustration, okay? Well, you, gotta, you usually got to pay to have a vendor. You're looking at the vendor thing, okay? So you got to have to find out, one, can we go there and, and talk to people and pass tracks out? <laughs> or do they frown on that? Because they get a little, the, the swap meet took a little time for them to get used to what we were doing and going to the swap meet. So we're going to have some more about that. What I need from you guys, though, 
is, hey, there's East Valley or West Valley. It's not going to matter, um, really, I don't think. I would like to do it in the East Valley because I live out there. But the thing is, is just saying, hey, look, we're, there, our town's having this uh, festival. Let's come and do. Can we do that? And then we'll take the tables, take these, uh, the boards. Before we do that, we're going to have a get-together, see who's interested. Bob's a pro at it. We'll let him walk us through it so he can show us. And uh, see, that's what you get for coming up in the meeting. See that? <laughs> Everybody now is quiet. So that you, what's that? Yeah, yeah, you're the, you're, the, you're the leader of the project now. So anyway, so then we can go. And by the way, the boards, uh, Shorewood uses them. That's where they came from. They were developed there. They go to a ton of city festivals. And they use the teenagers, they use everybody, okay? So do know that. And we will be getting back out to the swap meet and everything. Um, and I know this is, this is only January. It feels like 2020 is almost over. It's unreal. But uh, so we will be talking about that more as we go along, okay? All right. Um, the Bible Conference, that is the weekend, November 20 uh, to 21st, that weekend there. Uh, actually, that's only two days. It should be the 19th. It's the 22nd? 20 to 22nd. See, that's what you get. <laughs> 20 to 22nd. Okay, that's the weekend. So make your notes, make your plans. We'll have our committees and so forth as we get there. Okay? Um, back to the small groups. We're going to start a, uh, have a uh, marriage uh, group. Marriage, uh, what a, I just had the word. We had that, but we're going to do that. Yeah, not, not so much count, get-togethers, okay? We have a lot of young people who are, who are getting married and so forth, so a young married couple group. and th So there's different things that are going to be coming. And I know, I'm single. What about me? <laughs> Don't come because you... <laughs> we'll do something there as well. But the thing is, is don't think we're not thinking about different things to do. If you see something that says, hey, I'd like to do this, by all means, bring it to me and we'll probably do it, okay, um, and so forth. We're, we're, we're going to be looking at starting a Bible study in the Tucson area down where Gary and Vicki are and so forth. Um, it just, it's got to be a working out. Um, I've had a conversation, a brief one with the gentleman in the West Valley about getting a Bible study started in the West Valley. So... Things like that, they're coming. It's just with me working, I got to work all the logistics out. And when I, I work with a small school now, literally, they're like, Rick, we need you to work Wednesday nights for field trips. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Tuesday nights, no, no. You know, so it's a lot of logistics on my side have to be worked before I can commit to doing the other. There's a gentleman down in Casa Grande that wants to start a Bible study down there. So it's like, okay, we'll figure this stuff out, okay? So a lot of ministry pull and so forth, and you guys are actively involved in that. One, by your prayers. Two, by your, uh, your uh, being here and being aware of what's going on, okay? All right, the Bible Project. I'm going to talk more about this next week in greater detail in the second hour, okay? This past year, we did a seminar on the King James Bible. We did 24 lessons. Next week will be the 25th lesson, and it'll be about this project. I have come to my own 
convictions and therefore let you know about them <laughs> that we should be we are the people the church the body of Christ us here Southwest Bible Fellowship are needed to be the ones who are going to participate in the preservation of the Word of God in a King James Bible okay so that means we us need to identify one the proper text that we're going to use in the King James Bible. Two, we have a lot of you on electronics. What app is going to be recommended? Not required, but recommended. Okay? The text, answer this. Cambridge and Oxford are the two texts of the King James Bible that are copyrighted by the crown. If you have a Holman Bible or any Bible produced in America, it is not copyrighted. Therefore, they can mess with the text. Okay? They do. They change all way to all ways. They do all that spell check stuff. Okay? So, I'm going to suggest that we use a Cambridge or an Oxford text because the crown hasn't messed with it since 16, well, 1768. Okay? So, which one? Identify it. Now, we're going to then purchase some of them. By the way, a Cambridge Bible right now, wide margin, center column reference is $260. So you can get a little lesser one for about 50 bucks. We're going to look at the $50 one, okay? But we're going to make sure that they are right with what we're going to do. So we're going to set up some, some standards and some looks at. We're going to use, first of all, we're going to set the standard, Oxford or Cambridge. Which one are we going to decide to use? And then when we bring in these other cheaper, because, you know, I was like 200, that was like 260 bucks, wasn't it? I'm like, holy cow, you know. Then we're going to worry about having them on the shelf here, okay? So, like when Mandy asked, Jordan asked me, Mandy's dog got, uh, their dog got Mandy's Bible and ripped it up. And he asked me, do you have a Bible? And I had to tell him, no, we don't, because we don't. We don't say that anymore. We say, yeah, we do. It's right here, third cabinet, help yourself. Because we have the stock, okay? The electronic, the apps. Some of you have already kind of begun to do that. I've asked personally because there are apps out there that are useless. And there's some apps that are, oh, my goodness, so complicated you can't use, but they're right <laughs> and they're good. So we're, I wanna, what I want to do is suggest that we have a little committee, if you will, a little group of us that begin to look through the apps, the online stuff, so we have a recommendation list. Not a requirement, but a recommendation list. The requirement is the standard over here in the, in the Bible. I'm a, folks, you need to have a book in front of you. I understand you use the, Susie and I were talking about the hands and everything. I got that. That's not what I'm talking about. But if we have a standard that says, here's what we're using in the King James Bible, then everything else has to do what? Hit that standard. And if not, we can move it away. Red letters. Very distracting. But you know that they're in over three quarters of the Bibles in the King James Bible. It's like, I don't want red letters. Well, it's too bad. you got to have them. No, I don't have to have them. Okay. The suggestion also of making our own printing press and doing. I've talked to some folks 
that do uh, that do print Bibles back east, the local Bible publish church Bible publisher guys, and he said, "Don't do it." <laughs> he said, "It's too expensive, it's too cumbersome, it's too time-consuming if you've never done it." I'm like, "So I'm on." You know what I did after I talked to him? I got on Craigslist and started looking for printer jobs to go learn how to be a printer. I did. I'm like, I can be a printer. I we'll figure this out. I, they didn't tell me it's too expensive. All I need is a good printer and a cop in a right book on a on it. I can print that thing. It might not look good, okay? But we'll talk more about this next time. But that's what the Bible project is. Just to sit down and to look at and to say, this is what we recommend. Okay? All right. Um, the next item is the building and the property uh, projects. Uh, in the board meeting, we have a list, a wish list, and our agenda of 10 items that we just kind of threw on there one day. We brainstormed down through them, and we were looking at them. And uh, really, two items have come up of great, uh, greater uh, importance than the other 10. Um, one is security cameras, and then two is some repairs here on the property externally and internally. As you've noticed in the news lately, church attacks on churches are, prom, are, are becoming more prevalent. We have no security here at all at the moment. So we are looking into security cameras, both externally and internally. When I say internally, I mean in this room, in those back two corners, looking this way, not seeing your face or any of that, but just watching the room. If we decide to do that, that is option B, okay? Security-wise, on the four-point corners of the property, watching everything, recording it on site, throwing it up in the cloud, doing a hula dance over here and a pit me or whatever, you know, is required. You, okay? So Mark has been our lead uh, off the board on this. We just met Friday with, a, with another consulting company. They're, uh, they're, they had some ideas. We've met with some other folks. They were talking anywhere from seven to $10,000, and I was like, whoa, you know. So we got to get a bunch of people's input because I want it done right. We've done stuff in the past that's been half done. I want it done right because this is security, okay? Um, when I come up on during the week, you don't know how many times people are parked in our parking lot. If they fall and trip, we're on the hook for them, okay? That's why we have insurance. So the thing is, is with security cameras, then, oh, I didn't do this or I didn't do that. Yeah, let's see the film. You know, yes, sir. That's what we're we're looking at those two. Yes, very much so. Actually, I think that's what the gentleman on Friday suggested was, hey, you got the Nest system, you got Ring system. The thing is, is we have to get them powered, so we'll have to bring an electrician in to do it and stuff like that. So that is, it's very very doable. Um, but just know that that's what that is. So you will begin to see some things like that. When we start it, when we've kind, when the board has kind of nailed it down, we'll let you guys know. But I don't want you walking into something going, oh my goodness, where did those come from? I want you to know about it. It was suggested we put gun turrets on all four corners with a 50 cal and then registered shooters. There you go, Nick's in. Yeah, well, well, that's it. We got, we got a ship. We got a now we got a brigade to go after them. Yeah, okay, but that was. Uh, that was then. Then somebody suggested a drone overhead with, uh, with missiles on it. So okay, so all right, okay. So just know that that's coming as well. All right. 
Um, on the building, on the property, I, let me say this before we talk about it. Uh, if you see something that needs to be fixed and you're, and you're capable of fixing it, fix it. Give the, give the receipts to Bruce or to Brian. We'll, we'll refund you. That's not a problem. But fix it. That's okay. You don't have to say, hey, wait a minute, I saw that. You can let us know. You know, uh, We had a toilet break, and the guys just fixed the, fixed the little lever. Okay, that's easy to do. All right? If you go out this building on the front doors, you'll notice the post, and at the bottom, they're beginning to rot away from the landscaping water, from age, stuff like that. Uh, that's what we talk about fixing. That'll have to, we'll have to get somebody in to do that, hire, you know, hire somebody to come in, fix that, uh, address the issue of the landscaping because that water hits that regardless of what poor, poor Brian, he's trying to get the water off of it. It just won't happen. So that needs to be re-engineered, if you will. If you look at the eave work on this building, I think as well next door, it's beginning to peel. The paint's peeling off. So that's the painting and stuff like that. We want to paint inside next door. That'll be us. You know, we can do the painting. But it's stuff like that you're going to see come up. We're going to, I'll make an announcement. We'll talk about it and so forth, okay? That's what we're talking about. So really the biggest thing is the security cameras. Um, you'll notice in the, the parking lot, it's got seal, uh, cracks and stuff in it. Some areas are unlevel. That's something we're going to be looking at. That's probably a ten dollars to $15,000 job to get it done right. Okay, if you come over here where I park, you'll notice that the ground goes like this underneath the pavement. That's because they parked the heavy dumpster on it and it caved it in. So to fix that, you know what's got to happen? Everything's got to come out and all new's got to go back in. If we do this kind of stuff, I want it done right. Okay, I don't want it to done where we got to redo it every five years. Let's do it right the first time, okay? So you, you can look at that stuff and everything like that. Um, I know we've had issues with the front door, uh, opening and closing and stuff like that. We are aware of it. Um, we, we, we just, it's just a bad mechanisms and so forth. So we'll be adjusting that as well, okay? The big thing is, is if you see something, let us know. We'll, I'll probably tell you, go fix it. You know, let me know. It's okay. It really is. It's your place as much as it is mine. So just feel at home to do that. Okay, any questions about that? The security cameras are the big deal because those are going to come quickly as soon as we get the recommendations and get the estimates, and we're going to move on them. Because of what's happened in the recent months, last year and this year already, just for safety, okay? Yes, sir. Yes, that's next. That's, that's the next in the open discussion there, okay? You, be, you beat me to it. <laughs> so if you look at open discussion, um, I, we're going to talk about the Lord's table here, and then we're going to talk, but we're going first to talk about the safety teams. In talking, because of what just happened, you guys saw the video with, with the interior activity and everything. At the, uh, where was that church? Texas? Okay. Because of that, and my, my thing is, is I don't want hysterics. I hate hysterics. I hate drama. I just want it nice and simple, and here it is, okay? So we are developing a safety team. I've talked to our insurance company. They've given counsel. 
They've got some paperwork coming our way for the way procedures and policies are to, to look, okay? Uh, brotherhood is good with non-armed all the way to bazooka armed. They're, they don't, they're good with it. They will protect the members. With, we have to get some uh, addendums to the insurance policy. They will protect everything, okay? I don't know where we're at in that list, okay? In this state, you have the right to carry. Carry, I don't care. I'm not worried about that. But when it comes to in here, what the board has to decide on and so forth, we are in that development stage, okay? Nothing's been finalized. The security cameras have to go in with the safety team. They work together, okay, for the insurance. And the reason I bring up the insurance is because if something happens, they're the ones paying the bills. And they're the ones that are telling us how to do this, all right? We all have our own ideas. That's fine, I, you know, and that's worthy, and you can express them. But that insurance guy, if we were to have a shooting and, and the safety team's involved in it, the insurance people are going to step in between in the, in the lawsuit and protect. So then they're going to say, did you do A, B, and C? And we have to be able to say what? Yes, we did. Okay? Because the, the law, the courtroom is going to be a little different than public opinion. All right? Okay, yes, sir. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think you have a taker in Nick back there. Throw the hockey stick. Well, the, the biggest thing, honestly, folks, if you think about it, common sense plays a part in all of this. If something were to happen in here, the first thing is somebody call 911. <laughs> Say, hey, something's going on, you know. And then we can tackle him and beat him up, okay? But the thing is, is we are doing it. We are working on it. Um, Brian Steiner is the head off the board. He's kind of leading it. Uh, James and Mark are working with him. I th Greg, are you working with him on that? I don't think so. If you are interested in the safety team thing, um, by the way, you can call it security team. Brotherhood don't care. Just make sure you have policies and procedures approved by the board in place before you do anything. I'm like, that's easy, okay? If you're interested in that, see Brian, see James, see Mark. Just say, hey, I'm interested in it, okay? And again, we're not talking about, you know, shotguns and, you know, AR-15s and all that. We're just talking about common sense. Listen, if somebody wanted to run into this building with a vehicle, they're going to run into the building with a vehicle. They just are. How many of you guys knew about the young lady a couple weeks ago that was here that was stalking the neighbor but was using us to do it? So you didn't know any of that because the guys took care of it quietly, non-emotional, non non-ba-boom. I, I saw her, but I didn't get the details till later. So that's the idea, okay? So we'll have a, a safety team in conjunction with the cameras. We'll have more to say about that. We'll have a little meeting afterwards and stuff like that. But we have to do our due diligence. We sit in a little community that's got a lot of people that don't like us. They don't like our message is what they don't like, okay? And we have to be just be diligent, that's all. Pay attention to what's going on around you, okay? All right, anything, Brian, you not good? Okay, all right. Whew. You guys good, you understand? Any questions? We're working on it. Hopefully the lady's got the food ready, right?
All right. Second Corinthians or First Corinthians chapter eleven. First Corinthians chapter eleven. The last item on this is about the Lord's table. Okay? You guys good? You guys you see what's going on? Okay. I don't like having meetings just to have meetings, but we have to accomplish this stuff. Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir, go ahead. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What would it take? Take that 4500 a month and add $1,000 to it a month. Yes. What that would look like is it... It frees me up to be able to study, obviously, visit, see people, do things that I'm not able to do at the moment. The biggest thing, I talked to Dad about it, because Dad always worked. If we had something coming up, Dad was painting a house back in the days you could paint a house and make enough money to, to, to live off of. And I asked him, I said, what, when you went full-time at Shorewood, where you, all you were doing was ministry work, what was the biggest benefit? And he said, rest. He said, I didn't have to be up at 6 a.m. every morning to go to a job. See, I'm up at 3.30, 4 o'clock every morning to go to a job. So that run, so Tuesday nights, we're not done till 8.30, 9 o'clock. I'm not home till 10 o'clock. Now I'm right back up at 4 o'clock. That's not a lot of rest, thing, so you wear down. Rest is the big thing, benefit-wise, being able to study, being able to go and be, be available to you guys on a, hey, we're not bothering Rick. The hardest thing for me is when, I, when somebody says, hey, I don't want to bother you, I want you to bother me. That's what I'm here for. I'm a helper of your joy. But that's what it is. That's what it takes. Lynn and I sat, and we've tried to figure out get it down and that's what it is so and and honestly you know when you think I've done a lot of studying on about paying the preacher I really have and the local assembly if you don't have a preacher you don't have a local assembly you don't and not that I'm such a wonderful guy but you don't have the leadership role that's gonna push the work Focus in on the work. You'll have people, pockets, but it takes that leadership role to push and to say, look, let's do this. Let's get going. Let's move. And, and then bring it to the forefront and then to pull people. That passage in Ephesians 4, when he talks about the perfecting of the saints and the work of the ministry, okay? Right before that, he talks about apostles and prophets, the gifts. Those are men pushing the work doing, studying, giving them. He, he talks there in Galatians 6 about, uh, you know, studying and work. Uh, I'm sorry, 1 Timothy 3 about being about studying the word. A lot of work in studying the word. Just getting in, getting things out, digging them out and so forth like that. So I don't know if that, hopefully that answers your question a little bit. Yes, sir. 
<laughs> yeah, you, uh, right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But that's what it takes. The, the benefit of it, it really is for you guys. For me, because I can sleep till 7. <laughs> yes, sir. Seventy-five, something like that. Yeah. No. And by the way, when they talk about me and paying me, I have to leave the room. They just uh, get out. I'm like, okay, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. That's why it's 5500 so I can get health insurance. Yeah. If, 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 yeah, that's that was the part that we were, Lynn and I were working out trying to say, because see, at the bus yard, I have health. So if I leave, then I have to go get it. That's why fifty. That, that's why it's. See, I, I sit there and go fifty-five hundred bucks a month. That's a lot of money. Well, cost of doing business, because that would I would have to go get the health insurance, which right now. So basically, you're you guys, we're replacing the bus yard. What does it cost to replace the bus yard pay? And that's what that's where that came from. See. The bus yard, my pay after taxes is $750 every two weeks. So you do $1,500, bucks, that's including my payout for insurance and all that. So that's kind of, and then I'm on the hook for the taxes and everything, which has been going on the way it is. So, no, it does not include, I would have to go get it on my own. And there, there are programs out there that are relatively inexpensive. But then they also are relatively cheap <laughs> and don't cover. You get what you pay for. Yep. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yeah. Uh, right now, I think it's it, uh, take 10 off of that. I think if I looked at the bank balance this morning real quick, so take about 15 off of that because we've had bills and we've been doing some things. Yeah. Summer months. Yeah. 
Well, the, the money, just so you guys understand, when we purchased this building in 2011, I sat with the board, or we sat, and we were talking about it, and I was pretty dogmatic that we were going to have a reserve fund, okay? Because if something were to happen, we needed to have a year's expense in the bank. Because if something were to happen, we could function for a year, take our time to figure out what we were going to do, not have to decide right then and there, okay? And when we did that, now that the building's paid off, see, we don't have that pressure point push on us. So this is the first year where we don't have that, so the guys are making some adjustments to it and everything, okay? And that's Carte. <laughs> okay, Joel. All right, Any, anything else on that? Yeah. Oh, geez. Oh, we just went to the dogs. All right. Okay. All right. Um, any, uh, so, you, you, folks, if, if you sit and you say, hey, we'd like to do this, listen, it comes from you guys, okay? The board's looking at numbers as they see. As, when, we, when the guys count the offer, when we do the offering, like, here, I'll just show you. Here's, here's a, uh, June, June's, no, July's giving, because July and August are our low months um, attendance-wise, because it's hot. If I could get out of here, I'd be out of here, okay? So July's total donation giving was $6,700. August was $7,900. So if you take that number and you add, you know, you begin to look at... If we do it again, and we're, we're needing 7,500 just to cover, see, now we're in a hole in June and July. Well, the bills are going to be paid. That's where that 40 comes in, not bank account money. That money, we use it, and then we put it back. We use it, and then when we get into the winter months, we, we replenish it. It used to be we needed 80K in that bank, and it was that until we started paying off the mortgage, and we had used some of that to pay the mortgage off. Because, I listen, the last thing I want is for us to say, oh, we're not here, see ya, because we're run out of money. But I don't want the money to sit there and never be used because we got ministry stuff we could be doing with it. Okay? Yes, sir? Yes. Sure. We talk about them at every board meeting, pretty much. We talk about, folks, when we do, when we do our board meeting, uh, Paul's been there. He can tell you. I, we have an agenda just like you have in your hand. We talk about old business and we talk about the new business. We start with finances. The bulk of our conversation is the finances. Then we talk about the buildings, what, what's going on, and then we talk about the ministry. What are we doing? How are we doing? Then we have an open discussion where we can talk about anything and everything. And I'm as laid back as you see me now. I am there, too. I don't, I, I don't like meetings to have meetings. That's 14 years of school bus worthless meetings. It really is. Drive a bus. Keep the kids safe. How hard is that? Well, we got to have a two-hour meeting. For what? Well, it is. Last thing on our agenda is the Lord's table, which is what's waiting next door, which is the food.
So go to 1 Corinthians 11 with me, and let's just talk down through this real quickly, and then let's get over there. Any other thing? I'm not trying to hurry you or rush you. Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah, and we don't take a hit. So, just so you guys know, last year, what he's talking about, Zelle, online giving, PayPal expense to us last year was $300. So when you give through PayPal, say you give 100 bucks, they take their $3 in a fee. Now, you get credit for 100 but the church is only getting 97 Follow that? Now, PayPal's convenient. We have it there. People use it. It's not, we're not, it's not going to go anywhere. But Zelle is dollar for dollar. Zoom, it's there, it's done, and it's quick. No, it's through Chase. Oh, well, it's through your, through your bank. Yeah, yeah, through Chase. Okay? So if you can use Zelle, Zelle's quick and easy. All right, we good? Ready to stand up and stretch? <laughs> Actually, I'm hungry. So let's do this. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter number 11. Uh, we're we're going to go over next door and we're going to have a Lord's, what, we're call, what I call the Lord's Supper, the Lord's Table. It's actually a fellowship meal. Now, I said potluck, so in the past, we've, the church has always catered it. But in doing the Bible conference the last couple of years and knowing how, what it costs to feed 100 people, it was like, whoa, that's a big expense. <laughs> so we decided to go hot luck. I, I taught about this about three lessons earlier last year. I sent an email out to kind of get your feedback on it, and I did. I, I, all of, I took all of that into consideration. I looked at the suggestions and so forth, and I was like, well, it's a fellowship meal, and it's done together, and it's a meal where you stop. When we do potlucks, we get together and we talk about the sun, the moon, the stars, the sports teams, the different things. But the Lord's Supper isn't that. It is a fellowship meal. It's a meal where you stop and you reflect and think about who you are in Him. 1 Corinthians 11, the Apostle Paul starts, verse 1, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of who? Christ. He's exhorting the Corinthians here. Now I praise you, brethren, that ye remember me in all things and keep the ordinances as I delivered them to you. In the conversation about the Lord's table, the, or, the issue of ordinances comes in. Well, this belongs to the nation of Israel, so you shouldn't do it. What does verse 2 say? What has Paul done? He's given us some ordinances, but to do them the way he delivered them. Okay? See that? So in the context of a local assembly is the only place you can do the Lord's Supper. You don't do this at home. You only do it in the content of right here. Okay? He says to them, verse 17, Now in this that I declare unto you, I praise you, what? 
not. That ye come together not for the better but for the worse. So there's a problem going on at Corinth. So now Paul is going to give them a doctrinal instruction on how to fix the problem. But first he has to do what? Identify the problem. For, for, the, for first of all, when you come together in the church, I hear that there be divisions among you, and I partly believe it. For there must be also heresies among you, that they which are approved may be made manifest among you. I love that verse. There's trouble going on so that the guys who have the doctrine can stand up and deal with the trouble. <laughs> okay? Verse 20, here it is. When you come together, therefore, into one place, this is not to eat the Lord's Supper. For in eating, one taketh before other his own supper, and one is hungry, and another is drunken. What? Have ye not houses to eat and to drink in? Or despise ye the church of God, and shame them that have not? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I praise you not. They were having a meal, calling it the Lord's Supper, and it's not what it's about at all. It was about some eating, some getting drunk. By the way, they're going to fall asleep down here. What happens when you get drunk? You fall asleep. You pass out. Okay? So, they, so Paul is now going to do something with you here with the Corinthians, with us as well. For I, Verse 23, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. What did he say in verse 2? You're going to do these ordinances the way I tell you to do them give you to do. Verse 23, for I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. That is classic terminology from Paul. I received it from the Lord and I'm giving it to you. It says it a bunch of times. That the Lord Jesus the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he brake it and said take eat for this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is a New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. You see that in remembrance of me? It is only found one place in the, in the Gospels, and that is in Luke. Now Paul and Luke were buddies. They were compadres. So Luke's terminology blended in over onto Paul. Where would Paul had learned about doing what is recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John here? From Luke. Paul wasn't there in the upper room when he does this with them. He learns this from Luke, and he learns it from who? The revelation given to him by the Father. Okay? For as often as you eat this bread, verse 26, and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Now, that's you and I. That doesn't show up because he's going to go what? Die. You see, here, you're going to do this, and you're doing this, by the way, notice verse 26 carefully. For as often as you eat this bread, for as, there's no mandate on how many times to do it. By the way, there's no mandate to do it. The mandate is when you do it, let's do it right. That's the mandate. There's no mandate here at all. You're going to do this and show the Lord's death till he what? Because the cup and the bread represent what? Calvary. His death, 
and his resurrection. Okay? They represent stuff. Verse 27. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord, uh-oh, unworthily, there it is. You better be confessing your sins. Wait a minute. I thought Calvary covered my sins. So unworthy there isn't confessing my sins and making sure my life is right. Calvary took care of that. So then what is the unworthily? Well, is he praising them or praising them not? He's not praising them, is he? He's upset with them because they're doing something over here, calling it the Lord's Supper, and they're doing it wrong. They're doing it unworthily. They're, they're not showing the Lord's death till he comes. They're not doing, they're not properly functioning. Shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. So let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. Examine, look into it. How are we doing this right? How are we doing this? Let's do it right, right? Okay. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. In other words, you're not, you don't have the spiritual benefit of sitting around the family table, fam, Sunday family dinner, the fellowship meal, and enjoying one another's and who you are in Christ. You lost that. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. Boy, isn't that... <laughs> he just, he's nailed them, hasn't he? Now, drop... Well... For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord. By the way, how does the Lord chasten you? 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, doctrine, reproof, and correction, and instruction. He uses the word of God. That we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when ye come together to eat, tarry one for another. Now that's the attitude. Family, looking out for each other, one for another. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home. You see, the issue isn't coming and, and getting full, okay? Because this is really a snack, not a supper. Now, we're going to go have a meal because I'm hungry, <laughs> okay? But we're going to sit around the table together. Now, watch, ver finish the verse. If any man hunger, let him eat at home, that ye come not together unto condemnation. And, when, and the rest will I set in order when I come period. Paul never says that the cup has to be full of Welch's grapefruit juice. Grape juice. Or some red wine. He doesn't say that the little bread's got to be the saltine cracker or the oyster cracker. He doesn't say any of that, does he? He doesn't even tell you how often you're to do it. He says when you come together, what you need to do is stop what you're doing, and do what? Tarry one for another. Do this in remembrance of me. Think about till the Lord, till the Lord comes. What a great day that'll be. Paul doesn't tell us how to, when to, what we should be doing. So he leaves that up to us, doesn't he? That's why I sent that email out. Try to figure out what you guys would like to do. Well, we're going to have a meal together. We're going to sit together. We're going to go ahead. I'm going to, what I was going to do out there, I'm going to do right here so we can get going, okay? On the table, 
there's going to be a little pieces of paper. You can write on them, keep them, look at them, okay? Talk about them. Now, we're going to leave out of here. We'll go next door, get your food, sit, eat, enjoy each other. But don't leave until I dismiss you, okay? We won't be long because the morning's already protracted. But what I want you to do is here's five little state questions for you to converse about around the table, okay? How long have you known for sure that you have eternal life? You know, there's some of you that have never said what your salvation story is. Not, you know, oh, I was a, I was a murderer and I was a deadly dude and blah, 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 you know. I was a biker with the one percenter. Not any of that. By the way, Paul says in Titus you should never brag about your past. But salvation. How long have you been coming to Southwest Bible Fellowship? What are your favorite verses? You ought to be reading the Bible three, three chapters a day. Which ones are hitting you? Uh-oh, I got some of you on that one, didn't I? Who or what brought you to our fellowship? What's your, who are you? We want to get to know you. And then the last one is, is there something we should be praying for for you? Now, that one you might want to write down in hand to me or talk about. But just guides. You don't have to do this. These are just helps on the table. Sit, eat, we're going to have a good time, fellowship one with another, enjoy the food. Just don't leave until I dismiss you, okay? That's why we got the tent. If you're just free to go, by the way, if you don't need to stay and you got to go, you're free to go. There's no, you know, I'll just note you, okay? But you don't, <laughs> just kidding. I'm writing it down, all right? But sit, look, and enjoy one another. Tarry one for another, okay? It's a fellowship meal. By the way, every time Paul talks about this kind of a deal, in his epistles, it's always around a meal. And they fellowship around the meal. In Acts, he says, I'm on the boat, and the boat's on the and we had a meal together. And he calls it, the com we communed around the meal. We call this communion, don't, don't they? Okay? Now, if you'd rather have the little wafer and the juice packet, we can do that. I can do that. Hocus pocus, mini, mini, mo, here we go. But I'd rather go have a meal with you, okay? So let's do that, all right? So on the table, there should be these little pieces of paper. Again, you can write on them. I know it says select, <laughs> I gave you some instructions, select one or more persons to share the information at the close of our meal. We don't necessarily want to do that unless you just really want to do it, okay? All right, we, we good with that? You can, that's a quick, condensed version, but... The stomach's growling now, <laughs> okay? All right, let's pray, unless you have any questions or anything. Yes, sir? How quickly. Oh, yes. Yes, that goes without saying. Better be, because I didn't bring nothing. Yes, sir? Go through the carport, Okay. That's how we're, everything's in the backyard. There should be nothing in the house, right? I think everything's in the backyard. Food, everything, okay? We're together, all right? Okay, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the morning, Lord. We thank you for the folks here, for the saints, for their desire to be involved in the work of the ministry here. They're focusing on it and their, their willingness to, to participate in doing uh, what needs to be done and to get the word out, to be the pillar in the ground and the truth. And, Lord, I just pray as we sit together now with this 
family meal, the fellowship meal. We break bread together. And as we talk about who we are in you and as we focus in on that issue this morning, that we just stop and take a, take a breath and breathe and say, hey, this is who we are. We'll just give you the praise and the glory and the honor in that. For the ladies who do the work and the food, that we, we thank them by thanking you. And when everything is said and done, it's all for your honor and for your glory. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay? Yes, ma'am.